On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with Dan Edge from Peerless about how to keep innovating and how to balance work when you're going through a health scare. Another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and I am super pumped up today because I get to talk to my main man, Dan Edge. Dan is the National Sales Manager for Peerless. Dan, thanks so much for taking the time. Kirby, thanks, thanks for having me today. I appreciate it, buddy. So so uh, I want to jump right in. Um, I, I read recently that your company, Peerless, was recently named one of the great companies to work for by PPB Magazine, which is awesome. Yes. Um, so what does something like that mean, and why do you think it matters? You know what? I, 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 was, I was humbled by the award. Um, I think the most important thing about it was it gave us a, a nod internally that the environment we're trying to create for the employees that work here is working. Um, you know, we don't do a lot of crazy stuff, um, although I keep telling myself I'm going out and I'm bringing in a yoga instructor. I'm going to do Monday morning yoga and meditation to prepare for the week. I love um, that is on the June agenda, so we'll check back and I'll let you know how that's going. Okay. But um, you know what? I, I really am a firm believer in a happy employee resonates to happy customers oh, yeah. because I think as a customer, when you're calling a company, you can sense – if they enjoy their job, if they're engaged in their job, and if they're not, it's a turnoff. Yeah. Um, we have incredible, I mean, I've been a peerless 20 years. Um, doesn't seem like it, but I have. Um, and I can count five people in our customer service department that helped train me when I got here 20 years ago. So, you know, the loyalty says a lot about the company. Um, obviously, I'm biased. Um, I've been here a long time. Um, I love it. Um, and Gene, who's our owner, you know, he's, he's, we, we run a pretty loose ship here. We, we don't run a tight ship and sometimes that cannot work. And sometimes it does work. Fortunately, in our case, I think it does work. Um, I know with my salespeople, I always kind of, um, you know, tell them run your territory, like it's your own little company. Mm. And, and I think the customer service people sort of take that, that on as well. Um, they all do things their own little way, but it works for them. And if it works for them, it's working for the customers. Um, and as long as quality and service are top priority, I'm good with it. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. I mean, culture is just so important. Uh, I think it's always been, but it's really become a, a topic. And and I applaud you guys. And, and so congratulations. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was, you put yourself out there because one person nominated us, and I guess the way it works uh, they send out a questionnaire, and I think 70% of the employees have to fill it out to qualify. Wow. You don't know, and it's anonymous, so yeah. you don't know what they're going to come back with. So it's even better that you, you, you get the uh, nod from uh, PPB. So we were excited. Uh, congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. So, you know, Peerless, I mean, you live in a, a world of a sort of a traditional product, right? Um, and, you know, some people might look at that as a narrow product space, but yeah. it feels like innovation is still important. So how important is it to innovate or is it? And if so, yeah. how do you do it? Yeah, well, you know, we're in a super competitive industry, so it's very important to innovate. <laughs> it's very important to stay fresh and relevant. Um, you know, I work at trade show. The first question I get from everybody, what's new? Yeah. That's all they care about. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because – 90% of probably what we sell is not new. It's the core products. Right. 
but it's the new stuff that gets them excited about Peerless, about the line. Um, I came from the retail world 20 years ago, and um, you know, the from a merchandising standpoint, we would always put the new crazy expensive stuff up front. It drew people into the store, but sure enough, they headed to the back corner, bought the Levi's for you know 19.99 at the time. So uh, it's just it's it's just kind of the rules of business. Um, but we are an umbrella company yeah. through and through. We've been selling umbrellas since 1927. Um, you know, family-owned business, third generation. This is this is our thing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of companies in the industry that have gotten bigger and wider. They brought in umbrellas as a category. Um, that's great. But again, I think people look at us as the leaders in that category. So it's super important that we take that ownership of that responsibility. Um, and we continue to look for new products. Um, I was in China for 10 days not too long ago, walked multiple trade shows, working on developing new products with my factories. Um, uh, last year, we got really lucky. Uh, we came out, we were the first ones to introduce uh, the Rebel, which is an inverted umbrella. I mean, it, it went crazy. I mean, I think uh, there was uh, a guy from England who... Um, Sorry, um, who uh, had a video, had two million hits. Um, I knew I had to bring it. Um, I had a fight with you know a couple people here. They thought it was silly. They didn't get it. I'm like, trust me, this will be a hit. Sure enough, it was. Uh, a lot of people are now bringing it in, which is great. Um, but again, being out talking to customers, um, you have to listen to what people are looking for, what they're asking for. Um, and that can be in products or services. Um, as great as the rebel was when I was showing it, people were still saying to me, this is great, but I wish it was more compact. I wish it was smaller. So we started working with our factory. We developed a folding version of the rebel. Um, it's going to be called the renegade and we're actually shameless plug. We're actually, uh, introducing it tomorrow. Um, so we're super excited about it. Again, we're the first ones in the industry to have a folding inverted style. Um, but again, that's, that's what we do. That's, you know, to me, that's the responsibility we take on. Yeah, that's it. Again, it's a it's a shameless plug, but it's also indicative of innovation, right? So, um, right. a perfect example. So, <clears throat> final question for you. Um, you know, I know that in the past you had some issues uh, with your health. And, I had a lot of issues, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's interesting. From the outside, I didn't even know about it for a long time. Right. So, how did you balance that kind of work health challenge? And what tips do you have yeah. for somebody that might be going through that? Yeah, no, you know what, I appreciate uh, you asking the question. I think you probably weren't sure if you should ask it, right. should I not ask it, should I ask it. Um, it's nothing to shy away from. It's it's life. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of people in this industry that have, are dealing with it now, that have gone through it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, a lot of people sometimes don't know how to handle it. Um, and it's okay. It's okay to call somebody and ask them what's going on. Um, I was pretty private about it. I didn't tell a lot of people. Um, I just, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not the guy who's on Facebook putting everything out there. Um, so I certainly wasn't going to put a health issue out in the open. Sure. Um, you know, the people that were closest to me knew, the people I worked with knew. Um, and I just really tried to stay so mentally strong throughout the whole thing. Um, I was diagnosed uh, with stage three colon cancer, to be real specific. Um, I got diagnosed actually the day after Vegas in 2016, that first Monday, went in, I had a colonoscopy, I was having some issues, they found a tumor, um, 
and yeah, rock my world. I was the healthiest guy. I think two months prior to that, I ran a half marathon. That prior summer, I did a triathlon. I mean, nothing was slowing me down. So uh, when I was diagnosed, I could have said, you know, what was me? Or I could have said, okay, let's 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 fight on and beat this thing. And that was sort of the attitude I took. Um, I never. I never even like to use the word cancer. I still don't really even use that word too much. Um, I always kind of treated it as I had a bad case of strep throat and I needed antibiotics for six months. And I would be better after the six months. And sure enough, I was. Um, you know, I, I came to work. I missed very little time. Um, I even set up my chemo. So Mondays, I had a three-day chemo cycle. I had it for six months every other week. Um, and on Mondays I would go to the infusion center and get the traditional drip in the chair. And I would, I would dress up. I'd wear my colored pants and a dress shirt, go to the chemo center with my laptop. I'd be answering emails all day, using my cell phone, talking to customers. They had no idea. Hmm. And day two and three of the chemo treatment, I actually took it home with me. I had a pump and a port. Um, and I would, come to the office, I would stick my chemo pack on my desk and I would work. And I really said, it, it, I just worked through it. And it was funny because customers would be calling me and, you know, getting upset with me and yelling, oh, you're out of stock on that? How, is that? How do you run a business that way? And I'm just like, you know, same professional. I'm not sharing. The, I'm like, let's all let's keep it in perspective here. Yeah. So uh, it helped me. Um, so it was just, it, again, it was just a real mental battle, and I always stay positive, um, you know, and I, I just wanted everyone around me to see how I was handling it and mm. try to elevate everybody, whether it be my colleagues or even my kids for that matter. You know, I wanted them to see how, you know, life is going to throw curveballs at you. You deal with it. So it was, uh, like I said, it wasn't pleasant, but um, I, like I said, I, you know, with the three-day chemo, I sort of arranged it where my bad days were Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, again, so it interfered with work as little as possible. But work was my therapy. I mean, work got me through it. It really did. And the people here at Peerless got me through it. All the encouraging words, um, the compliments. It was, it was, it was, it's funny. It was one of the lowest times of my life and also one of the highest times of my life. Wow. And it was really good to see humanity at its finest. And you're, you're doing well. Doing great. Good. Doing great. I ran another half marathon uh, in March, so I'm back. That's awesome. Good for you, man. Yeah. And I appreciate yeah. your willingness to share that. That's really cool, Dan. And um, yeah. that's awesome. And you've answered my three questions. So yeah. hard to follow that, but I give everybody the <laughs> opportunity to, to ask me one question. Do you have one for me? Well, well, I guess my – first I want to congratulate you. I think you're 130-some-odd interviews into this. Yeah. So I can see why you're a great interviewer. You do a great job. You make your guests feel comfortable. Um, so I have two teenagers at home, right. and they're both on social media. And I know how we live in a, I'll call it a like society. And right. uh, when you post things on Facebook or Instagram, you know, people are always consumed with how many likes do I get? Mm. When you put your interviews up there, is that something that you're paying attention to? Does it motivate you? Does it ever discourage you? You know, if you put an interview up and it gets two likes, mm. do, you, do you ever question, like, why am I doing this? Or do you just keep powering through it? Oh, 100%, right? Like, uh, I would be lying 
if I would say that my ego isn't involved in in uh, the success or failure. Um, but it was one of those things that um, – and, and, and what I find interesting, Dan, is that sometimes I'm like, oh, man, this interview is killer. Everybody's going to get a lot out of it, and there right. won't be very many views, and it doesn't seem to engage. And I'm like, that's weird. And then some I'm like, eh, I don't know. We'll see. And then it takes off. So right. uh, it, 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 But what I've found is that a couple things. Consistency is extraordinarily important to me, and so that's more important to me than an individual view. So um, And so I – I've, I've set that deadline for myself. So every Wednesday we got to put a show out, whether good, bad, or indifferent. Um, and so it's hard to ignore that, you know, if it isn't getting the engagement that I want. But the other thing I, you know, the more I know about it is that, you know, you got to put out 10,000 things for one thing to become really crazy successful. So, um, and, and I've just sort of committed to that, but I'd be lying if I said, gosh, I wish, you know, I wish every episode had a million views and I wish every... But I, I kind of feel like I've committed to, to growing that, right? You know, step by step. Does that yeah. make sense? Totally. And you're doing a great job at it. And I, I applaud you for your efforts. And uh, I know I watch them from time to time. And um, you, you always get something out of listening to somebody. Yeah, you know, especially the uh, the people that you have had on the show, right. whether it be the Mark Rams of the world or the Kathy Changs of the world. Um, all, all great people and, and good for our industry for sure. Well, what I've found is, and I've said this before, but it, it continues to be true. I, I did this as a content share, right? But what I've found is this is a master's class each week for me. I get to learn a lot. Um, and that's been a wonderful side benefit for sure. That's great. Cool. That's man. great. Well, thank hey, you so much. Leave, yeah. For sure. I have one th- there's one thing I want to do. Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to T Hamilton. And speaking of my condition, T is actually in her last treatment and is finished with chemo tomorrow. Tomorrow she rings the bell and uh, it brings a tear to my eye. I'm just so proud of her. She did amazing. Um, Talk about someone who's working through it. I mean, I had, she's, you know, on her own for the most part as as an artist. You know, I had a huge network here just to rely on and that supported me. And she just battled and did an amazing job. And it's just, it's really important that everyone knows that. That is, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's yeah. awesome stuff by you, Dan. And again, I really appreciate you taking the time. And we'll My do it pleasure. again, okay? All right. Thanks, Kirby. All right. That wraps up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.